So for today, I've got another episode of Branding with Boris. These are segments where I have Boris, the founder of Metcon Creative, come on the podcast. You've probably heard him on here before. He is the only brand design expert in the brand design shop that I recommend for the fitness industry. He's out of Australia. So he gets up hella early to have these conversations with me. I always truly enjoy these conversations and even better. The main thing Boris does is he brings your brand to life. All the craziness you have in your head, he brings it to life digitally, visually, marks, logos, taglines, color schemes, all that stuff. But in order to have that conversation, you've got to have a good idea as to what your brand actually is. And typically that's something that would cost a fuck ton of money and you'd sit on a call with him for over three hours to figure that out. He is now releasing a do it at home, like do it yourself creative brand workshop or a brand, I believe he calls it a brand strategy session. And essentially in this workshop, in this course that he's created, you're going to be able to start asking yourself questions and putting yourself in a position to know exactly what your brand is. That way, if you ever end up working with Boris or any other graphic designer, someone who brings brands to life digitally with colorful assets and images and logos, you don't go in there sounding like an idiot because you can't even describe your own brand. Highly recommend it. Check out the link. It's in the show notes. I'll have all the information there. And you can always head over to his website, metconcreative.com.au. All right. Enjoy the episode. What is up, guys? It is Stu. And this is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. And I've got another long-awaited episode of Brandy with Boris, my buddy from down under. Boris, how we doing, bud? Great, man. Thank you for having me Always, for man. another episode. And I was just I was just informing Stu that his name is Stuart here in Australia. <laughs> is that a f- is that an odd name in Australia? Nah, that's very common. Is it okay. actually one of the one of the greatest characters in Australian TV was an old guy on a um, on a show called Home and Away called Alf Stewart. So Stuart was his last name, but He's hilarious, and someone did a parody of like where he's just swearing his head off and stuff. So that's definitely sounds accurate. Something that's down sounds accurate. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I swear, man. So somewhere, somewhere down the line, you have cousins over here. I I believe it. I believe it. There, you guys have got that. You guys are on a different level of swearing. I could, I could, I could probably spend six to twelve months over there and learn a thing or two. Come back here and fucking my my cursing game would be on a whole nother level. Absolutely. But I've been, I've been watching here, you and video. I've been seeing, obviously, I, I hit you up and I saw your first promo video, obviously, for yeah. uh, the course you're dropping. And I was like, look at my little Boris all grown up fucking making courses <laughs> and shit. Um, yeah. So let, let, let's talk about – I want to talk about the course for anyone listening, but I also just like – I want to talk about mm. the the – the process of creating a course. Cause a lot of, I think there's people that sit there like, I know, I know shit about stuff and I think I can make yeah, a course yeah, yeah. and I've done the math in my head. And if I get a hundred people to buy this blank course, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, fucking a billion. Like I want to yeah. go through for you. Number one, how long was the evolution of you to, to like go from, I'm going to make a course to actually hitting fucking record and doing it. Yeah. So the, I got the idea for the course two, two, if not three. What do you say the idea? Not like the idea of doing a course, but like the specific course you would do, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. So like this is something I've been tossing around in my head for like at least two years, right? And something I've kind of been thinking about. The, the course is 
self-guided version of the clear brand workshop that I run with all of my branding clients. So for those who haven't been through this process, it's basically a brand strategy session that precedes any design work, right? Because great branding doesn't really start with design. It starts with strategy. You need to understand a lot. Um, That is something that I do with all my clients And about two years ago, I wrote it out for a client who was on the road and we just couldn't find the right time. And I was like, look, I'll send you the questions and you send them back to me. And, you know, when we have time to sit down and actually talk, we'll do that. But that was kind of the genesis of it. I wrote these questions out and I realized as much as there's a huge benefit of doing this one-on-one and I can ask follow-up questions and all this sort of stuff in a conversational setting, the questions themselves provide a lot of the value. And that's when I realized that if someone sits with these questions, especially if they have some context around why they're being asked, uh, they can do a pretty great job of uh, writing their own brand strategy and kind of getting a lot of clarity on where they want their brand to go all by themselves. So that was that happened about two years ago. And then from then, it's kind of been something that's on my mind, something I'll work on a little bit in my spare time. And it was really probably about nine months ago that I really started working on it. So the process of creating a course is, you know, you're like, oh, I put out a course. That's a a lot of work, as you know, because you do MGU and you drop a course every other week. It's you write the script, you film, you write the script again, you film again because you're not happy with it, editing, then creating everything that comes from it. So it's a, it's a really huge process. I've, I've really enjoyed it. I, I didn't think it would be this much work because once I started on it, I'm like, okay, like this needs to be, all the kind of pieces need to fit together and it needs to be really great. Um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely a huge undertaking, but uh, I think the end result was well worth it. And, and, you know, you say like, oh, Boris is all grown up because you always encourage me to do a lot more content than I actually put out. And I, I like the content game and stuff and I, I do need to dedicate a bit more time to it. But whenever I put something out, I want to put out something that's really valuable. And I feel like taking my time and developing this and processing this and then putting it out in like a complete form is way more aligned with my creative process uh, rather than putting it out piecemeal. So kind of this whole big thing, take this, do it, and your business will benefit rather than watch me on reels for several months and try to take pieces out of yeah. it. It's kind of, it, it just suits my style a bit better, which you know, is something I've been coming coming to recognize. So walk, I wonder what, so the, you have the idea of the course, What's next? Do you sit down and do you sketch an outline? Do you, because my, Mm -hmm. like, when I first made MGU, the very first version, which I sold, it was like $6,000 for the entire thing. You had 12 month access. That took me the better part of a year to create. Now, my process is so fucking different. Now, my process is literally once I've done, tested, seen something like, in consulting out in the wild multiple, multiple, multiple times to where I feel confident that again, because my thing is it's not that this works for you. It's that this has worked here. I'm going to teach you how to do it. And now whatever you go see, if it works for you, you now at least you have it. 
I've little, I, I don't script anything more. I don't outline. I literally just sit down and I start making PowerPoints and just start, th- I just word yeah. vomit and I PowerPoint and I lean it out and then keep yeah. PowerPointing. Yeah. And then I just, when the, when the slides are clean and I, I for start to finish, I'm like, I think I got everything here. I hit record yeah. and I fucking shoot. And if I get, I've literally been halfway through recording and been like, yeah, I fucking totally forgot X, Y, and Z. Like, fuck it. We're still going. Yeah. I'm going to make part two tomorrow. Right. Like that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, get, I just want to get this because I used to get stuck in a spot of uh, I didn't understand that good enough was better than perfect at times. Right. Yes. So, yeah. Walk yeah. me through your process. Like literally for anyone listening is I went like this is how Boris like literally went from idea of this is the course I'll create. What was yeah. the first what was the next step? The first step was writing out those questions. And then from there was, okay, if I was sitting in front of someone, how would I explain, let's say we're talking about mission, right? Brand mission. How would I explain this? And how do I explain this when I do this call one-on-one, right? Because I've got that process down. Do you record your call? Do you record those calls? Some of them I do if if the client wants it. If they don't, then I don't. And it also depends on like, Sometimes I have one of us has sketchy internet and the recording slows it down. I'm sure you've experienced that, but I take extensive notes, right? And then from there, I develop the brand strategy. But that process of sitting across from someone and asking the right questions that's something that I've refined. And uh, just before I got on this call, I actually counted I have two dates done 82 of these clear brand workshops, and they average about three hours each. So it's been about 250 hours of like sitting across from people asking these deep questions about their business. Um, so I just had to kind of tap into that and be like, what can I do to provide context to this section? And then I'll just type that out. And it was kind of like that word vomit experience that you said, because I've done it so many times, this is second nature, right? You stick a camera in my face, that's scary business for me. But to just kind of write it down and, and have my script that came as second nature. So when I came to record, I just kind of, I was looking at the camera, but I was picturing, you know, just another person sitting across from me, across the table from me or across from me on the computer, uh, who I was telling this to like, like a client who's soon going to become a friend. So that was the attitude that I brought to it. Um, I hope that one day I'll get to the point where I could just hit record, no script, no nothing. But that's like, you know, because you're you, you've created so much content. It's like a Michelin star chef going, oh, psst, creating this meal is easy. You just get your onions, you get your pan, and you just start, you know, you just flow with yeah, it. I, mean, <laughs> but I, that's, I think it's also just like, you, I don't know how many hours it is, but because I have a couple of clients that are more, they're not, they're either gym owners, gym's good, mm-hmm. and now they're doing a side thing. And so we're, 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 we're creating this online you know, whether it's consulting, whatever the hell it may be, but it's like, at what point does someone sure. just feel comfortable? Like you got, how many hours of content do you have to make before you get over imposter syndrome? And then how many hours of that, yeah. like of of the next stage before you feel comfortable shooting from the hip and not having yeah. time to sit down and fine tune your framework of what you say before it hits the interwebs. And I, I don't know. Yeah. Sure. I don't know the answer. I think it's different for everybody, but of course, yeah. yeah. Some some people have it naturally, you know, like, you know, they might need a few warm-up rounds and then they're good to go. For me, it was definitely once once I started rolling and and recorded stuff. I don't know if you've had this experience maybe earlier in your content game, in your recording game. I shot like the first, like I shot it section by section. So when my 
brand mission, vision, beliefs, etc. And I got so comfortable and my words were flowing way better by the time I got to the end of it that I actually went and reshot the first two sections just so it would come off more naturally. Yeah. So I don't know. Have you done that I've, before? I've recorded a podcast like because most of my podcasts were in the car after dropping my kid off. Mm-hmm. So I've recorded a podcast and got home and I literally always time it up perfectly like right when I'm pulling in and got done mm. with that. I'm like, eh, I don't know. It just that, that did hit for me. So I'll listen. I, I won't upload it that day i'll listen to it yeah my kid has got the like dude my kid she's like can we listen to tay tay now i'm like no daddy's fucking listening to himself talk okay <laughs> all right you want to go see tay tay daddy's gonna make podcast all right little homie like that's, that's what's happening right i now. wonder <laughs> i wonder how she sees you like or like i wonder what that's gonna look like in therapy oh, oh, in like oh, yeah. trust me we have, i've got a separate brokerage account just for her therapy I'm it my dad wasn't my dad talks he's to always listening to and he's always angry um <laughs> so he's just yelling at people but the, that creative process so i want to so when you okay yeah. so you sat down and you went and found mm-hmm. you didn't again you've got a you've got a relatively younger new child in the you know shooting this at your shooting the courses mm. at your house is not likely an ideal setup no no so no, you went no. to like a co-working spot to shoot this, correct? Yeah. So there's a really cool place uh, not far from me. And they actually, it, it's kind of like subsidized by the council because it's in like a lower economic area. So What's they have the this like really cool government? co-working space. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like local government. Right. So they kind of subsidize this really cool co-working space. Um, and within it, they have this this amazing recording studio. And it, it, it wasn't much to rent it out for the day. So I'm like, I'm just going to go there for the day. And within 10 hours, I should be able to figure this thing out. Right. And so I went in there and it's beautiful. They have the professional lights. Like it's very professional looking, professional sounding, good microphones and everything like that. Cause I, I definitely didn't want this to be like, Oh, well, it's my first course. It doesn't have to be that good. It, it like, I could just do it in my room and my kid walks in, I'll just edit it out. Like, I couldn't, I can't do that. It had to be, especially if someone's going to pay for it, like it had to be of a, of a certain standard. So, um, yeah, I went into this place and, and hit record on the camera, set up the lights and everything like that. And it, it turned out really cool. And I think real quick, while Boris is talking about that, for anyone who's listening to this, who has a successful business and they have another passion or another thing they want to do, it could be consulting. It could be you want to start doing some kind of freelance work, creative design, whatever it is. It's something adjacent to what you do now, but you believe probably in an online fashion, whether it's through coursing or consulting or coaching, you could make more money. You could be right. As long as everything's taken care of at the business and the business is successful without you, I think I might be able to help you. As I mentioned here in the podcast, when I started WTF Gym Talk and I had a thousand followers, I made a hundred thousand dollars of revenue that year. With two thousand fo- uh, two thousand followers, I did two hundred thousand. And in twenty eighteen, I had three thousand followers and did over three hundred thousand dollars of revenue. And it's only climbed from there. If you have something to say, you have an interesting way to say it. You have a unique framework and a take on a certain topic. You can become an SME. You can get paid to go speak at conferences. You can be brought in for consulting on projects. You can do freelance work based on whatever your skill set is, photography, video, copywriting, whatever it is. And if that's something you want to kick off, 
please shoot me a DM on Instagram. This is something I typically take on two of these per year because they're much bigger projects to develop this adjacent to someone's full-time business. But if this is something you've ever wanted to do is create an online business similar to what I've done with WTF Gym Talk or the Gym Real Estate Company, similar to what Boris has done with Metcon Creative, shoot me a DM on Instagram at WTF Gym Talk. And we'll talk about what that would look like, but I'd love to learn more about what it is you think you could do, what you've got to say, and we'll go from there. Let's get back to the podcast. I had this idea of, oh, and then I can learn video editing and it'll be amazing. And <laughs> I opened like Final Cut Pro uh, and I was like, you know what, uh, this is an outsourced moment. You know, like it's it's like a, a client of mine sitting down going, I'm going to do my own branding and I can imagine how overwhelmed they are, uh, you know, so they're they contact me but uh at least with this they can make a really good start on their brand strategy and i think that's that's something everyone's qualified to do you know you're not really qualified to design your own logos and graphics and things like that but the brand strategy i think is one thing that i can teach people and and that was kind of you know three years ago i was like i want to create a course two years ago i realized that i wasn't going to teach people how to create their own brand but i could teach people how to create their own brand strategy or at least answer a lot of questions and get clearer on their business and, and what it really means. So Boris sent me over uh, the course videos and I, I was looking at them and where the way I was thinking of how I would describe it to somebody is your course with, I think the hardest thing is when you start talking with someone about branding. It's why like when I, when I have branding conversations with people, I have certain um, mm. like word association exercises that I take people through. I, I have just like yeah. you do, I have certain questions that get the person no longer thinking about, because in their head they're like, name of the company, name of the company, name of the company, logo, what's it going to look yeah, like, yeah, logo, yeah. what's it going to look like, colors, color, like they're trying to think of the yeah. thing. So I've got questions yeah. to kind of derail them purposely, get them talking mm. about you know, what problem you like, I, I get them talking about the auxiliary shit. And then all of a sudden, you know, like, look what we just did. Look what we did. We just yeah. talked about what the brand was like. And your thing, yeah, I think yeah. what it, well, the course, and I didn't get to go start to finish, but I was in the specific modules looking at it. I feel like it's going to set uh -huh. people up to, if they watch this, if they want to like, they're like, Hey, I'm a DIYer, right? I want to do, I want to do some of this stuff. Or yeah. I want to, I want like a jump start, maybe, you know, maybe Boris has got a, I, I can't work with him right now. He's got to be, or I, I can't afford him right now, whatever. But I want to get into a better headspace. I want to be able to just talk yeah. educated when I speak to Boris or whoever mm -hmm. about my brand. Watching this course, I believe is going to put people in the framework to unlock their brain to what was once fuzzy and foreign. Now I think these questions, the way you have set up this framework is going to allow people to sit there and have fun introspective and very eye-opening conversations mm. with themselves as to what this brand is. And while you're right, like I don't, you're right. I don't think anyone's going to go ahead from these questions. And then all of a sudden they take their hand and their hand just magically goes to pen and paper and they draw <laughs> a magical yeah. fucking logo. But I no. think when they do get to work with someone like you, you're now yeah. going to be like, Holy shit. This is so nice because I know I, you normally have to have sixth grade conversation with people. Now you get yes. to have senior level high school fucking conversations with people if they've gone through this course. And I can't, I can only imagine that the depth of the brand that you're able to create when you start with somebody who's already got that base level of knowledge, mm -hmm. I got to imagine that that impacts the work you're able to do and the actual digital assets and design. 
Massively, like yeah, you, you said that so well. Uh, I need you to write my landing page. Um, <laughs> but no, and it's exactly that. It. A lot of people go, okay, I need a brand. Let's see who can design a logo because that's that's what you see. That's the end product. We all want to go to the end product, right? We don't think, oh, like, what does this actually mean? What are, what am I actually thinking about? And this course is exactly that. It equips people with enough knowledge to have that conversation whether they work with me or they hire another designer and here's the beauty of it because not all designers have the same process that I have where they start with brand strategy some designers and I've worked with some of them they have no interest in doing brand strategy they're more introverted they don't really like having conversations like that that they could like they'll die of boredom having that conversation but they need the information right amazing creative people who who can create beautiful work meaningful work but what they often struggle with is extracting a good brief from a client if if you want to find someone like that you do this course and then you come with an amazing brief already like you said the brand that results from it is going to be way better that's that's why i initially started doing brand strategy to start off my brands my my branding projects because if you don't do that you fall into the trap as a designer of creating a a personal style right this is boris's style this is how boris does things and then you wait on people to come to you and go i want your style okay cool i can do that for you and you can't really do much else because you don't know anything else because you're pigeonholing clients into the same thing like when i tell people what i do i design brands and websites for for gyms say oh gyms like the how, how creative can that be? You know, and like I said, I've done 82 of these workshops, 82 unique clients, 82 unique brands. You know, some of them have stylistic similarities, but because I can get so deep with people and understand why they actually created their business, what it's all about, what their beliefs are, you know, who they're trying to serve as an ideal client, through that knowledge, it takes me down different directions of, both what I collect as inspiration and then what I create to attract that client because we have to think about, okay, cool, like they are, you know, a strength training gym. They're surrounded by these cardio gyms. Their ideal client is actually a, you know, like a 40-year-old dude who just wants to feel a bit more athletic but he doesn't want to work out in like an F45 or a Berries or something like that. How do we, A, stand out from all those people that are around us now that we understand what we're trying to do, we I can create a brand where A, they stand out, B, they're represented authentically, and then their brand can be elevated to something unique. Without that strategy component, without all that understanding, that's almost impossible. We're just making pretty pictures. That's something that, like, you know, I, I sometimes have clients go, for three hours, we have to spend three hours talking to each other. I'm like, otherwise, we're just making pretty pictures. Yeah. And, that, and even then, you could probably justify even more time, realistically. Like, you could, pro, you know, get into it. But yeah. So, to give everyone here, give them a tease. So, there was an element, I went, um, a part of your course that I really liked. You shared the one thing I think you do well, which was you had to challenge a client. There was a client saying, like, oh, yeah. we've got, I'm, you know, our gym does this, or we have this, or whatever maybe. And you really had to – so, I give, like, again, I don't want to give anything away necessarily, but I want you to, like, you know – Give a give some insight as to some questions that people like a, a question or that example of like 
how this course is going to maybe challenge people on what they actually think their mm-hmm. brand is and you know mm-hmm. what what kind of again perspective you're installing with this course that's going to make them really verify that if it's true and unfortunately yeah. sometimes you know there's way the way we want the world to be and the way it fucking is and we walk away from like yeah I guess I'm not the only individual design gym in New Jersey that cares about clients. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, no, you're not. That's yeah, it. yeah, exactly. It's you know that that comes down to value. So I'll, I'll give a I'll give a quick like kind of overview of how the course works. So basically, it's a combination of videos and a workbook, and they work together, right? So when I was putting these questions together. I realized that each section is going to need context and that context comes in the form of a, of a video. So, you know, first we do a warm up. I have a warm up exercise. Then we talk about brand mission, brand values, brand beliefs, and then we form the ideal client, right? Each of those sections is, is a section in the workbook that people have to fill out. And that's the part where, you know, you sit with yourself and you look at your business and you think about it and, you know, maybe you ask your your spouse or one of your head coaches, hey, like, is this true? Like, this is what I think it is, but is that true? You know, and, and you kind of sit there and you do this. And with each section, there's a video that explains the context of why these questions are being asked and where you're going to get to in terms of understanding of your business by the end of that section. So I think the example that you're mentioning is it, it comes down to brand values. And brand values is, is hugely misunderstood, right? Uh I think I've spoken about it on this podcast before, but I've, I've changed the way that I do brand values where before it used to be core values, care for our client, transparency and high quality coaching and, you know, authenticity. And that's largely all bullshit because your core values, th- those values that I just listed, they're important, but they're what I call in the course pay to play values, right? Like you better care about your clients, have integrity and honesty and provide a high quality product. Otherwise, you're just not in business. There's way too much competition, right? Core values are things that are more true for you than for any of your competitors, right? So are you really the only gym who cares about their clients, honestly? And it's easy to look at, I have 45, they just rinse and repeat. They just want people to come in, Planet Fitness gives them pizza, they don't give a fuck. It's not true. On some level, they care, or at least on the on the level of when they created their business, they cared, right? So that can't be true, that you care the most. Are you the most fun? Now we have a possibility. You could be the most fun. Are you the one who believes that just because you hit a certain number in age doesn't mean that you can't do things that you did at half that age? Are you the gym that believes that the most? And you're the one with the coaches with the greatest expertise in like knee health, lower back health, things like that, who can keep these 45-year-olds who still want to do Spartan races and, you know, kind of crush it fitness-wise. You're the expert in that. Okay, now that's a possibility. So that might be your value, you know, crushing it at like crushing it at a level that's half your age. That could be true for you. That could be a core value that you can anchor yourself to and market from we care about our clients it's table stakes no one cares no one's gonna that doesn't inspire anything in anyone right so this course 
and the, the way that I lay it out, especially that values piece of like things you thought were core values and set you apart from your competition actually don't. You're going to have to try a little bit harder. You're going to have to go way deeper. But the beauty of it is if you sit with that and you go a little bit deeper, you're going to be left with A, a much deeper understanding of who you are as a business and B, something that you can actually use as a competitive advantage going forward. So when you either work with me, work with another designer, or if you're creative and a bit skilled, try to DIY this thing and the tools are getting better and better to do that you're creating something that has a lot more meaning and a lot higher chance to resonate with a potential customer than just giving out the kind of same stuff that everyone does. Yeah. And it's funny. I mean, I've, I agree with you hundred percent. And whenever I, if I ever get to a point where I have to, it's rarely anything that I'll be honest, I've actually considered taking it off my intake form. When someone works with me, I ask about the core values and it's not that yeah. I'm not interested. It just, rarely is that is that the area that I have to do most of my work. It's good for me to know because there is a point where like I, now I get the luxury, the luxury. I um I I have now have a lot more clients that come to me where income yeah. is not the issue. Make lots of money. Yes. They're looking behind them and like, you know, they've been in seven years like, holy fuck, we make fucking $98,000 a month. But honestly, dude, I don't even know mm-hmm. how the fuck we got here. Like, we want to replicate this or we have potential investors and we don't even know what the fuck. Like, we have no idea how we did this. Like, our business, if you pop the hood, yeah. is a fucking mess. Then I get to <laughs> pop in and we don't have the th- – no one's stepping on our throat of, like, we got to make money tomorrow because we're losing money every month. Yeah, yeah, but we yeah. we can look yeah, at it. And yeah. one of my favorite things to do with core values is when I get them is, like, cool, give me three – I always ask for an operational definition of the value, and then I want examples of how it's actually manifested in actions mm-hmm. on a daily mm-hmm. basis. And if it's not daily, it has to be at least several times per week on some high frequency. Yes. And, you know, that was like when, when you yes. did the branding with Urban. One of ours was, you know, be endearing. Yeah. You know, we didn't park up front, right? We let the staff do that. We handed yeah. up the towels. We opened the door. One of them was be daring, right? We had to be willing to be very yeah. – and that was, you know – bringing out the squares and the gaffers tape before COVID, getting rid of the rig, you know, putting in the financial commitment to do the coffee shop and all this kind of stuff that was kind of a risk at the time. And, but it was new and and bold. Um, Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. and that's the thing with the brand, the values as well Is I think when someone really goes through this course, I think they're going to probably first identify with those like cliche core values that they've probably grown up with, or they had, you know, whatever. And then, I think by the end of this course, they're really going to think like, okay, but for my brand values, what is it that actually comes alive? Like you said, like the one that's the more, we're the most fun. Well, you can say we're the most yeah. fun, but if somebody goes to F45 for the first time and they've never really done yeah. all this stuff, they one of yeah. the feelings they might have is this is the most fun in a gym I've ever had. So what are you going to mm-hmm. do to purposely be fun? F45 was coincidentally and accidentally fun for that one person, but for other people, it was just probably a hard workout. What are you going to do to purposely be the most fun gym in your town? Are you going to have elements of recess and games and lightheartedness? Are all your socials going to be at laser tag and bubble soccer? And like, are you going to do shit like that? That when people think about it, it's like, this is the most fun place ever. Yeah. We also get in good shape, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know, I I have a cool story about a, a client that I'm working with at the moment. Right. And, you know, we did our, our our brand workshop and stuff. And Dave, they were a CrossFit gym, and they kind of hung their hat on the you know 
uh, fitness community coaching programming, blah, blah, blah. blah, Yeah, exactly. The, the standard, you know, which, which gets you so far. Uh, they were like, we're a fun community, you know, like it's great training here, lots of friendly faces. And we, we're doing the brand workshop and we're doing it and we're doing, we're talking about values and everything like that. And, and, you know, like I'm, I'm getting the vibe and I'm, and they're, they're saying stuff that they didn't even know was in their head, you know, that they hadn't thought about previously. And she says, the, the, the client says, you know what? We're not fun. We're actually not fun. We're very serious. Like we take this health and fitness shit so seriously that like we're obsessed with it. And you know, that, that was a huge realization and it, it took the brand from the direction it was going to go in into a completely different direction for the better. It's now so much more aligned to who they are than it was before that it just works. Because when you hang your hat on these these kind of values that you just pulled out of the ether and you, you're, not, you're just trying to adopt, uh, adopt them rather than actually embodying them, like you said, are you actually living these when you do actually live them it's way better because what people see on socials what they see on your website what they hear from other people about you when they walk through the door and they see like oh shit like this is a serious environment people are taking this very seriously they might not be taking themselves too seriously they still have a laugh but this isn't like i'm gonna come in do my 45 minutes have a laugh with my friends and leave no like this is on the way to the gym, I'm listening to a podcast about health and fitness. And when I'm training there, I'm putting in work, right? I'm here for real. And when I'm leaving, I'm thinking about how I'm going to recover what my next... Like, these are the people, right, that are the ideal client for this gym. And that's who the owners are. And that's the culture they've actually created. And they said, you know, we might lose some people who are here for the little bit of fun that there is but we're going to keep 80% of the people who are probably more annoyed by the fun part and will welcome us adding a recovery zone or something along those lines so they can take this even more seriously. So that's something that came out of them sitting down and really thinking, okay, like, are we what we think we are? And they realize that they're not, but they're so much more just in a different direction. So what are you actually living is a really good way to it's, to, to figure out what those values actually yeah, are. Yeah, you're like a brand therapist. You're like a, you're like, you're like a therapist who make, makes yeah. you ask all these introspective questions. You're like, oh my God, yeah. it's not the yeah. six women that I've broken up with or broken up with me. It's not them. It's, ooh, <laughs> oh my God, I'm the fucking problem. Um, yeah. No, you, yeah. It, 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 it's like, it's not that everyone's irritable. Yeah. It's that I have anger yeah, issues. exactly, right? Right. So yeah. no, but I, I, it's super important. Caveat, caveat, just this course is more fun than therapy. Okay? More, <laughs> like, I don't want people to be like, oh, I want to open that book. But I, you know what? I honestly <laughs> think a lot of people, I think they want someone to, to help them put their brain in a position to ask questions, think about different paradigms that unlock it. Cause I think mm-hmm. everyone is like, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's right there. I have it. Yeah. But they, they, can't argue. they just don't have the Correct. words. And that's what this course does. This course puts you in a place yeah. where you have the words kind of like you ever, people talk about like, man, I've really was never able to reconcile my mom's death. And then I started doing mushrooms and I'm way better now. Like yeah. it unlocks a certain part of your brain. And, and that's, Exactly. You know, um, and I've had the privilege and obviously 80 plus other people have had the privilege to do that with you in person. But for anyone who hears like, you know, I, you know, it's something that they want to explore on their own. 
I think yeah. this on uh, this course, this brand workshop is a great resource, but I also, what I really like it for too, I can see a lot of the gyms that I work with having their staff participate in this. Cause the one thing is the founder of the business is you're on an Island already and any Every gym generally started off not thinking about the brand. They just started off coaching, community, programming. Let's get the doors open. Brand comes in later on yeah. down the road when they have some money and some success under them. But then there's already a staff that's in place that kind of remembers it when it was the Stone Age. And now you're trying to sophisticate yeah. it. I think having your entire staff go through this with you would be a, like, you know, maybe take a week, a, a month or two off from your book club that you have with the members, which are with your staff, which I think is great to have like a book club or a podcast where you're consuming education and discussing yeah. it. I think this would be a great fucking course to get your staff yeah. and for you guys to watch together and discuss and, um, and have a collaborative yeah. brand discussion. Yeah, I love that idea of doing it that way. The other thing that it's really beneficial for in that aspect is you know, like we started as a brand strategy exercise, but it, it seeps into a lot of the things that you do with people as well, which is more like business strategy and solving these problems of HR and, and all this sort of stuff. What I've found from clients who've gone through this process with me and what people I believe will find from going through the process on their own through this course is that it makes hiring and firing decisions so much easier. And, you know, um, every single one of my clients has had someone on their staff, you know, if they have several people working for them, they've had at least one person that they're like, man, they show up, they do the work, but they're just, something's not right. And then they go through this like uh, brand workshop, they get clear on things and they're like, oh, that's what's not right. Gary doesn't align with our shit at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, doesn't believe in the values, doesn't live the values. And then it you know, they have to make some decisions. Gary might have to go, but Gary's also not happy there. So he might see these values and go, wow, I knew something was wrong and this place isn't for me. So one thing that uh, clients have created from, from what we find out in this is they'll either show people, show their team, their, their brand strategy. And, you know, I had this with a gym that I was working with in, in, in Brooklyn, New York, um, shout out to physical culture. And they were like, most of the team was like, fuck yeah, like this is it. Some of them not so much, you know, and that's that's something that it, it's like a tool in your toolkit to be like, hey, is this cool? Like, is this something you're with? And then when you're hiring someone, send it to them and feel out their reaction. You know, it, it just, it gives you another tool in your business to make better decisions because once you get, like you said, beyond coaching programming community, once that isn't enough and you start building brand, you really need people to be ambassadors of that brand. And if you have something to hand them and say, this is the expectation, this is what we believe, do you believe this too, then you're a good fit. And if you don't, and maybe you're not, you know, it, it just gives the brand a chance to be amplified so many times over by so many people espousing those brand values within your organization that it becomes really, really useful. It's going through this process with the team is really a cool idea as well. I don't recommend doing it with your whole team, like your junior no, coach, who no. coaches yeah, two, two nights a week. Everyone has like their right hand man, their core people, you know, the two or yeah, three like of the them. The leadership team, the that, people who are involved in the big decisions. And that's one of the big ones for any owner. It's like, yes. but everybody's involved in the big decisions. Uh, spoiler alert, you're fucking up. Don't do disaster. that. Don't do that. 
Um, yeah. No, that's, yeah. I, I, I love that so much because I always tell people like, well, because I've, I've positioned that I've literally told owners, I'm like, yeah, we've had a uh, 36 meetings over the past, whatever, two years, um, half of them have been mm-hmm. with the whole team. That one guy, he's got to go. If I'm you, I'm firing him. He does not align with what you're trying to do. Like, yeah, but yeah. I mean, no, it's like we're all rowing in a boat. If you've got one guy yeah. who's either refuses to row or rows yeah. in the wrong direction or the worst. Yeah. Rose begrudgingly, right? Like thinking yeah. about it has a shit attitude. I'm like, all three of those scenarios are dead weight. Create me a business yes. case as to why it, it benefits to keep this fuck around, right? Um, yeah. So here's one thing I want to I want to I want to go back kind of to like the recording of this. You went in there. You said they said they had the gear. You set up the camera. Did you, hmm. I mean, cause I, I'm picturing people that like, as they're listening to this also, like, cause if they're thinking about starting their own course, like, did you hit record and then come back from the desk and spit your spit? And then if you fuck up, go back around, yeah. hit record again, restart it, come back. How did you go about it? Yeah. Did, you, did you shoot it all in one take and then have your editor just edit out the, <laughs> no. the bleep, like all the mess yeah. ups or what? I, I shot it section by section. So I would, I would do like, you know, brand beliefs. Right, and I'll I'll shoot that section, and it'll go for maybe like I'll probably speak for about I think it was like ten minutes, and then if I fuck it up, I'll if it's early enough in the piece, I'll go I'll stand up, hit stop, hit record again, and and do it again. If I'm three to four minutes in, I'm not restarting. I'll just put a note in for for myself at the time, but then the editor of like, hey, I fucked that up. I'm going to reshoot that part, yeah. go again. So I did it in sections because I knew that when I go to edit this thing or when I hand it over to someone to edit, they're going to have to have some kind of structure rather than me just dropping it in, into a Dropbox and going, good luck. You know, like it has notations within it of like, hey, I fucked that piece up. I'm going to do it again and start from that yeah. point and, and move forward. So, yeah, I did I did have to get up a lot and, and do back and forth and, you know, uh, figure out the lighting and everything like Here's that. Here's some hacks. So setup was... Go ahead, go ahead. Setup was probably like an hour, you know, just to get the lighting right, to get everything, you know, get my little props right on the <laughs> yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, and shit. yeah. Like just get matters. yourself in like the matters. way you want, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Be like, oh shit, I need to lose five pounds. You know, like things like Here's that. Here's the hack. Um, but yeah, give me your hacks. I give got me it. Hacks. So for everyone, any camera out there, you can get a Bluetooth remote that boom on off. They just sit that way. You, you never got to get up, right? You just boom, big. Yeah. The one thing is, I talk. I turn fucking Italian when I when I make content. I'm talking <laughs> with my hands like crazy. So I shoot everything. I hit record once, and I never hit the button. I never turn it off until the entire video is done. So let's have yeah. like, oh, what is up, guys? Uh, Stu, and it's another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast, and I'm here with Brazen, and I'll just freeze, and I count backwards from mm. ten, and I keep my hands and my eyes locked in at the exact same thing, and I count backwards oh. from ten, and then I just, I just kick back off, like we're here with Boris for today's podcast, and I just continue on, and then so my editor knows because it's all like you know the the audios just making these lines at the bottom yeah. of the time track. And then if there's these gaps, stops. he knows there, there's uh, a cut because like, Stu fucks something up. So I used to yeah. do it where every time I fucked up, I would clap loud because there'd be a spike in the audio. I'd go right by the lap. Yeah, so clap. But I started – I was clapping so many goddamn times. It just – it got annoying. <laughs> like I mean I remember recording these in my old house 
And my wife at the time was like, what are you cheering for? Because that's how many times I was clapping. It seemed like I was excited about something. And I was like getting pissed. I'm like, I'm not happy. I'm mad. I'm fucking this up. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just listening to this from Gus's. Oh point yeah. Like <laughs> just. Yeah, she'll be no, I have talking air. to yourself. So the studio, I have an outside my studio. Uh, Jeff got me yeah. in on the air sign. This really nice old school wooden one, and we I had an electrician wire it in. So when I'm here, I literally that's can cool. hit a button on the wall, and that goes oh, on. And my cool. family knows, do not come in this room. I don't care if you're dying, if you're bleeding out. Do not come in this room. I'm in the middle of a cake. <laughs> okay. Um, I love yeah. that. No, that's a that's a really good point. And the talking hands, man, like that's it. Uh, so I've shown this course to you, uh, one client who was like, "Okay, cool, you're not crazy. This is actually really good." And uh, my wife. And the only criticism so far came from my wife what, uh, that I talk with my hands way too much. No. And it, it, you need it in a talking head video. That's what I said. You need some animation. <laughs> Um, now again, I yeah, think exactly. you go too far. I probably definitely take it too far. But you also had a good job with like the people. There's a section in the course again, not the where you're talking about Nike, and you cut in some good yeah. shots of like what you were referring to with Nike's brand that I thought was really well done. Um, yeah, that was the that was the editor man. Like I, I mean, I, I sent her like some screens and stuff, but that was her idea to add some context and stuff like that. So you know, it's worth paying people the money who who know what what the what they're doing with this stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, definitely. Like, there's a lot of hand talking and things like that, but the message comes across, yeah. man. And that's that was really my goal. Like, I knew this is my first course that I'm publishing myself. I did another course for uh, Opex's learning platform, LearnRx. Um, you know, I, I did that, but you know, so that was my first experience shooting and stuff like that. But I knew that this, what I really wanted was get the message across and put something valuable in people's hands. That's actually going to improve their business. Cause I'm, I'm not really, you know, there for the entertainment factor factor. I'm there for, I want you to do this, get context from the videos, fill out the work, you know, the workbook and move forward with your business. Whether like, even if, even if you're not thinking of rebranding, even if you're not thinking of making any decisions like that, it'll make your content better It'll, like I said, make those hiring and firing decisions better. It'll give some cohesion to all that noise that's in your head of like that. It's on the tip of my tongue, but I just don't have the words for it. It'll help you get to the next part of that where you do get some context and do get some words around it. So whether you're rebranding or not is kind of irrelevant. Although I have a feeling that by the time you go through this, you're going to be like, okay, I'll see where we need to make changes so we can put out content that we want so we can structure things how they need to be in order for us to make that step up to the next level. Yeah. So yeah, the hand talking helps. With Absolutely. That. It adds context. That's, that's what, that's the hill I'm dying on. <laughs> I selfishly from a content idea. And I, and I think you, I think you would get the permission. I would love to see you create, you, you know how Yumi kind of did the behind the scenes of the brand when we did yeah. um, rage and fitness co. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think if you just did like those where literally you just do a you just do loom videos where you're going over and just do case, you know, you got 82 different case studies. I guarantee you yeah. the vast majority of them would be cool if you get permission to share yeah, their shit. Sure. Um, Cause that's the other thing too, is I think, I think your the questions people are going to be able to ask themselves is going to unlock so much. But I think also there's times yeah. where people, I found myself doing this, you know, when we were working on urban movement, 
thinking things and thinking of ideas, but then be like, that's fucking stupid. No, that's not going to work. But then I see you bring maybe similar-ish ideas to life with all these brands you work with. I'm like, oh, fuck. I had a really good idea. It was very similar to that. I needed validation from a professional like yours. And then I need to see it in the wild with this other brand. Like what you did with with Beartooth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? Like now uh, I've been working on a new website for my brand because obviously I rebranded earlier in the year. And I've, I've been putting together these case studies and a lot of design websites that I'm looking at for inspiration, obviously my peers and big agencies and stuff like that, they just get right into the visuals of the work. And I'm like, but what's the, what's behind it? Like, I'm always curious about where did this even yeah. come from? Like who said what to make you design this? And so when I'm creating these case studies, I'm putting a lot of that stuff in, obviously with my client's permission of like, Here's the core values. Here's the business beliefs. Here's how, here's what we use. In some cases, it's like, here's what they used to believe about their business. And here's what they actually believe, what was actually true. And here's the brand that resulted from that. And the Beartooth one's really interesting because uh, one of my, one of my friends messaged me after I launched that. He's like, Hey, that's a cool logo for a gym, but it looks like a, like a brewery. Yeah. And then, and then the message below that was, oh, shit, I just read your other post where you said it was supposed to be a gym with the feel Ooh, of a Yeah, yes. So we're talking about Bear- <laughs> And I was like, okay, cool. I'm glad it came across. But- <laughs> yeah, Bear to Performance out in um, Billingsley, Montana with Dane and, and the team out there, which I still have the privilege of working with those guys. And and they, and like that's the your, the graphic assets, graphic assets and all the cool shit you made there did it. It was, again, it mm. it was a gym brand, but it kind of fell with that fun, laid back, you know, of a, of a yeah. brewery and, you know, working hard and having craft beer and all the little, the slogans and all the little taglines you came up with were so good. It's like the video I want to make is literally like, I, that's why I want you going forward. I want you to zoom. I want you to record every call you have. And can you imagine that moment yes. where you're asking Dane questions and he goes on like a, a 90 second ramble about, yeah, we're kind of like this with fitness, but we also all like craft beer. And we just take that clip and we overlay his yeah. audio over you. You also then screen record all your sessions where you're creating and then put it on yeah, a time lapse yeah. fast forward. So it's like, as it looks like Whoa. as he's talking, here's how Boris is creating it to make the connection of, Clients words are X put that into my brain. And yeah. this is what gets manifested into a logo. And, uh, I like yeah, that. I think something like that'd be dope. I like that. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that, that'd definitely be dope. I reckon that's really cool. Um, and, and you know what I, I have, I have some of the recordings of the brand workshops, but I also have I definitely have the words for it. Right. And, um, I think it's really cool. And I think I could even like talk, through the story of how the brand came to be. That's something that I want to do in content. And man, this year I've done, I've done so much cool work. I've, I've been so quiet on socials, you know, like I just, I haven't really put, put a lot of stuff out, but the work that I've created this year is, I think it's been my best That's year. Awesome. I think I've just, everything came together in terms of really cool clients. Some of them that you've put me in touch with, uh, with, you know, I'll, I'll say this for kind of the state of the industry. People are coming up with more and more unique concepts and people are getting more and more comfortable with niching down like really finely. And, and that just creates brands that are so unique to the point where I have some clients where, uh, you know, people don't even live in their area, but they want 
the merch. Yeah, yeah. Right, because the brand's just so cool. And, um, and now we're creating like a Shopify store so they can sell – so they can sell shirts to people who will likely never train at their gym, yep. you know, and that's, that, that's something that, you know, wasn't the case three to five years ago where, you know, you could get that kind of brand clout from a small business, yep. like small to medium business, right. That a gym is, but that's, that's where we're at. And it, it's incredibly satisfying from a creative standpoint. And there's nothing better for me than, to actually hear that my clients are doing well in business. You know, like I had a client who I emailed last week and I was like, hey man, like we should catch up. And that sort of, she's like, man, I've just been so flat out. Business has been so good. And, you know, like I have big ideas for next year. So like, yeah, let's get down. Um, that it's so satisfying to me because I create brands not for my creative expression. That's like a benefit. It's for business improvement. And I think that's something when I think about earlier in my career and kind of the people I was around agency, you know, we just, this is like designs our artistic expression. And I think I, I re realized really early on um, that design is, is not art. Design is a tool for business improvement. It's commercial art with commercial objectives. And art is expression of what you're feeling. Design is design and strategy combined is what you want to what you need to bring into the world in order to elevate a business yeah. so that that's kind of like been a big shift and i feel like those things are really coming together and came together this year in the work that i've i've been lucky to produce well get the brass tacks on this um all right so someone's interested in this what's what's the time commitment they need to have to get through this self-guided brand workshop mm. either a morning or an afternoon. So, like, like what are we talking about in hours? Because because there's all like it's not just watching courses. The workbook is there, which which is yeah. the whole process of you kind of taking all these great frameworks, course installs yeah. in your brain, yeah. and then letting whatever comes to the paper happen. If if you have you know good answers and fast, and you're, you're kind of a quick thinker, I think you can get this thing knocked out in three to four hours. If you want to ruminate on it, take a little bit more time. Six. I'm asking for six on average. Six hours. My recommendation, do it sober in the morning with coffee and then later on <laughs> on the weekend get fucking high or a little draw, whatever you do, and then do it again and see what you get. Come up, yeah. see if you get the same answers or not. See, you might you, and just maybe come mix and match. You know see what you, I don't know. Yeah. 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 And you know what? Like inevitably, <laughs> you know, you'll, you'll ruminate on this for a few days and go back and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But the... You can get way further with this course in three hours than I think anything you've you've ever done. Oh before. yeah, right. guaranteed. That 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 that's what. But you know that example of you saying like get get drunk or high or something like that. I have a real world example. One of my um, one of my clients from Iowa, he got on the call and I swear he was like at least six scotches deep <laughs> by the time we finished. <laughs> you know, and like, but the shit was flowing from his brain. He knew who he was. You know, <laughs> like. He, he knew what would it. stimulate that. Yeah, man, you guys would be killer on the call. Kind of but uh, um, but and and this is the thing. Like, yeah, I, I'm asked, I'm a victim of course purchasing and and not doing. Not a victim. I'm a perpetrator of that. I should say. Um, you know, so many cool courses, especially like in the design world and stuff. That I've done. Yeah, I want to learn how to do that. 
I opened the course and it's fucking eight hours of video and like it's 100% it's great. But then I struggle to make time for that and set it aside and all this sort of stuff. So when I first started coming up with the idea of this thing, I was definitely like, I need this to be doable in like half a day, you know, an afternoon, a morning, over a weekend, whatever, like however long someone wants to take. But they need to get from, oh my God, this is a cool course to here's shit that can benefit my business in as short of an amount of time as possible. So that's, that, that's, that's why I created it the way that I created it. I, it's, as you literally said that I, I paid like 350 bucks for, um, I believe it was studio.com did a entire Casey Neistat filmmaking course. And I was flying home from some trip. I think I was, I don't know, some work trip. As in 20, and this is, I went to this December 11th, 2021 at 10 01 AM. I bought this thing and I'm like, I cannot yeah. wait to sit down and just watch this and make my videos that much better. I've never watched one minute of it, not one. And then it's something that like, literally until you just said it, I would, yeah. I mean, on Sunday, I remember sitting at home on Sunday, I watched the Cleveland Browns game. And then afterwards I was like. Oh, what the fuck are we going to do now? If I would have remembered, I would have watched it. But you're right. It's like we we buy books. Like uh, the amount of books I have on my shelf that I haven't yeah, even skimmed yeah. yet. Um, we Same. buy them with the right intentions because in the moment, it's like I want – I'm going to want to do that. I can see myself yeah. – everyone pictures that cute picture with my cup of coffee and my little – you know, <laughs> yeah. a pretty little notebook and i'm gonna take my note when you suddenly have all the time in the world and no one's bugging and, you for and anything and there's nothing about needed. this so i love the fact that you're very transparent and you made something very time efficient for people i mean my course is at mgu the average course like is 60 minutes for one fucking videos i've had people be like dude what the fuck i'm like that's how i don't know it's my i get it i know it probably better for you whatever that's how i get my shit out but for you i i'm yeah. pumped that you did something like this in a digestible format. Cause I think it's such a big thing. You could make a 10 hour course if you wanted to on it. hundred percent. This is like, 100%. this allows people to just step into the ring and get far enough along to where they think, okay, this isn't beyond me. This isn't something that's reserved for only creative minds. I can participate no. in my own brand design. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's for those people who are like, either, Hey, I'm not creative or like you said, the people who are seven years and you know, $98,000 a month, and they're like, we don't know how we got here because we're not business people. And it's like, well, you're running a successful business. You know what yeah. I mean? Like people who think, oh, I don't know how to think this way. You know, I don't have this. This will help you get there. Um, if that Casey Nace, that course was four hours, do you think you'll find the time? I, pre- I, I, pre- I, probably, I would have found the time. Um, but I, I also I just think courses for most of us, just like books, are just like one of those like we – we yeah. do truly picture a world in which, no, I could use that information, but it's also, it's say now and do it. I mean, MGU, for the first two years at MGU, the average con- consumption rate of the courses, like completion of courses was below 50%. Yeah. And then I remember being like, right. what the fuck? And it was the model. It was because I, uh, the way I did it is I released all whatever. Everything at once. I, I think the first, I think the first one I did was over 25 hours of courses. The very first mm. one. Now, when I drip them one every two weeks or so, cons- consumption mm. rate of the course is much higher, right? Because that's manageable. Someone right. can watch a 60-minute course once every two hours or every, once every two weeks. But previously, right. I just, you know, it was death by fire hose. Um, and, I, you know, yeah. you, learn, you, kind of, yeah. you learn from that perspective. But, all right. So, um, yeah. 
all right, so several hours in the morning, evening, we can you can get this done. Um, where yeah. are they going to be able to get it? How much does it cost? Give me all the ins and outs. So it's going to be hosted on a course platform, right? It'll have its own URL, but you'll be able to access it through my website. So mechoncreative.com.au. There'll be a nice big banner right at the front leading you to the course. Uh, it's going to cost $249 for the first 50 people especially WTF Gym Talk listeners, there'll be a discount code, which is WTF Gym Talk, and that'll get it to you for $199 for the first 50 oh. who buy the course. Um, I'll, yeah, put the, I'll, this, put, I'll put the link to your has been a huge support. The show notes and, all, and the, that promo code there. Yeah, yeah, we'll do all of that. But like, I'll, I'll have links up on my yeah. website, on my socials. I'll, I'll post about it and stuff like that. So if you find me, Mekon Creative, on Instagram, you'll you'll have the way. And it's... It's dropping on December the 4th. So a couple of weeks, just when everyone's done with Thanksgiving and has a lot of turkey still in their their belly and wants to sit down and think about their business a little bit, it'll be right on time. I I mentioned this to someone. I told him, um, I saw a new client who I know Mm. uh, wants to work with you and we, I, I don't think they've inquired yet. And when I was talking about it, I said, you know, you with Boris, you know, he, me and him run these company of one models. Like you're, you know, he's got, he's got clients. He's probably got somewhat of maybe a waiting list kind of thing. So I would, I'd, I'd mm-hmm, voice your mm-hmm. interest sooner than later. Um, and then I started thinking about it and I was like, what a great way. Like if I'm you and I have yeah. eight clients who are looking to get into in Q3 of 2024, be like, who's gone mm-hmm. through the course? Right. Cause like, I mean, like, honestly, cause it'll, it, it's, it speeds up the rate that you can get the answer down from them. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. Now he's, now he's able to probably, you know, have preference of, you know, if a client's like, yeah, I've, I'm starting with nothing. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's and smart, man. I think, I think it's going to benefit a lot of people. I think it's going to allow you to even do some, some of your best work that you've ever done with people when you're able to get to a closer brain connection point with them on this. So I'm pumped. Yeah. Up, dude. Yeah. 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 Thank you, man. And, and that, you know, that's one of the things as well, because I am company of one and I do take limited projects on at a time. And there's a cost factor to working with me, right? Because of the structure of my business and also just kind of where I'm at in, in my career and the value that I, I bring from working one-on-one. It's A, you know, I might not be able to work with you right now. B, I might be too expensive for a lot of people. You know, especially people just starting out, people who don't have that, like, like you said earlier, like income's not really an issue right now. We're looking at the big picture. You know, it, it gives people a way to access some of the some of the strategies that I have when building these brands at a much lower price point. So, you know, for a brand strategy session, I normally charge about two and a half grand. So this is like ten percent of yeah. that, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, and and. You know, I, I always wanted to create something that is more accessible, but not any less valuable. And that's, I think that's what's hard to find. Like, you have a lot of people who charge a lot of money for, for their top tier product. And then the lower tier products are just feeders for the bigger product. This is not that. This is not like a lead gen tool for me to get branding clients. This is something that is valuable in and of itself. And I think that's one of the reasons why it took me so long to create it, apart from the fact that I procrastinate on shit and I take really long to record stuff and edit it. But 
you know, it, it, it's one of those things where I think it comes together in a really nice way where if someone does want to work with me down the line, it gives them a head start. If someone wants to work with a designer that they have within their facility, you know, who might be really good creatively but doesn't have the strategic thinking, put this in their hands, fantastic. You know, it, it gives people an option even if they if they're not ready to go through the process of hiring someone at the level that I'm at, yeah. you know, and, and it gives them a chance to do that and understand their business and, and really take a, take a leap forward uh, against their competition because it is getting competitive. You know, you posted about exponential acquiring all these franchises. So that kind of competition is only going to get bigger and bigger. And these people have amazing budgets for marketing and things like that. So if you're up against that and you know exactly who you are and you have a deep understanding of your brand and what you're trying to do, it gives you a really good fighting chance. Yeah. I agree, man. I think it's phenomenal. I'm excited uh, for people to get their hands on it. Buddy, as usual, it's always good catching up with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, brother. I'll catch you for a marathon. Yeah, soon, you yeah. know you we're fucking will not. Not a chance. <laughs> One and done. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, Stu. I appreciate you, brother. Bye.